This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. You can also visit us at boathousestudios.com in order to listen to this podcast and every other podcast in the Boathouse Network. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Well, they do kind of make you look like a nerd. Tell you what, just go down to the DMV tomorrow, try to pass that eye test. I'll tear up this ticket, but I'm uh, still going to have to ask you for a bribe. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. We're back. We did it. We did it. (laughs) It's been a long road. It's been a while. (laughs) Without you, my friend, <laughs> and I'll tell you, I can't do the rest because uh, I then will we'd get have to sued. Pay for it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but uh, you get it. I do. I do. Uh, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Alan, and I am Greg. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> for the listener, I shot him a look. <laughs> it was a laser beam. <laughs> It, uh, and it he knew said, exactly what I was saying with it, that look. It said in a glance, tread lightly. <laughs> Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, we've been we've been all over the world. Yeah, yeah. And we're back here once again. Where we belong. In Calgary. Yep. Alberta. Yep. Canada. Who knows how long? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you could wake up dead tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds vaguely like a threat. Uh, <laughs> it's a quote. Oh, I know. It's a quote from... <laughs> from um, the Simpsons? Nah, it's no, it's from a different show. I can't... Mm. Buffy? Uh, the PJs? <laughs> Home movies. <laughs> hey, that's a great show. Aqua um, Teen Hunger Force. Oh, boy. Do you remember that one? Uh, honestly, Did you ever watch it? I didn't. No, I never watched it. It was weird. Yeah, that's. I think that's why. Is that the one with the with the soda and the French fries? It's a it's a shake. It's Master Shake. Excuse me. Frylock and mm. Meatwad are, sure. the, are the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Sure. <laughs> that makes that makes a lot yeah, of sense. Giant sentient fast food items. When you break it down, aren't we all just giant sentient fast food items waiting I for know. our own Aqua Teen Hunger Force to I know I am. gather us together? Like I'd play bass in that band. Sure. <laughs> Sounds fun. It is. You know, bass is a good instrument. It's fine. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's what the, do you want from me? It's the beating heart of a band. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 I don't know music. Adam Clayton. <laughs> he's, he's from a, U2. He, yeah. Me too. You t- yeah. You too? You t- no, me too. Oh, okay. You have, you have chosen you two, meaning me too. <laughs> Which is wrong. <laughs> the answer was you two. <laughs> oh boy, we're having a good time. Yeah, we are. Uh, how how was your trip? We didn't need a guest. <laughs> You're right. Just cut that mic. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we're good. <laughs> Just happy to listen. Our security guard is escorting him out of the premises. Bye. <laughs> uh, no, it was a great trip. It yeah. was yeah, it was uh, sorely needed. It was really great to see Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we did a bonus episode of uh, that that will be uh, dropped on Patreon uh, for our listeners. 
What is it? Can I can I have a sneak peek? Yes, you can. <laughs> um, it is a, another episode of Cocktails Requiem. Oh boy, where we improvise a review of a book that neither of us have read. Oh no, <laughs> what book is it? Would you like to know what book I it would, is? I would very much like to know. It is the Old Testament. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Oh my wow! God. Yeah, 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 yeah! All right. So, for the listeners, if you want to hear Greg and Allie, are you, are you drunk? A oh, very okay. Because that I I remember that being part of the it's uh, very much part of, of it of the the episode. Yeah. Uh, they if you like to hear Greg and Allie get drunk and talk about the Bible, Old Testament, Old Testament. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, then subscribe to our Patreon, and you'll get that uh, as part of a bonus episode this month. So. That's right. That's right. Uh, and any other bonus episodes we choose to release. Which is like which are varied and uh, fun. We're gonna definitely have some uh, bonus material from our uh, another one of our podcasts, Track to Track, going on. Oh, cool! Uh, we'll talk more about that when I introduce our guest, uh, which I'm not going to do right now because right. we're still in the catching up phase. Of course, yes. of this uh, <laughs> of this podcast, which is uh, you know, like I went to Edinburgh, cool, Scotland. Yeah, you know, I, I'm familiar. The homeland, never been there, and uh, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, unreal how medieval. It still is how like in the architecture is still yeah it's just wonderful castles and stuff yeah yeah all over the place cool it's great um drank a lot of whiskey <laughs> I think what you do yeah I think I was um I think I was drunk like maybe half the nights that I was there, which is pretty a good lot. ratio and I went and saw <laughs> Barry Lyndon in theaters oh wow. Yeah, the British Film Institute was doing a uh, Stanley Kubrick festival yep. for April and May, and Barry Lyndon was playing is on Saturday. Is that his first film? Barry Lyndon? Yeah. No, no okay. uh, his first film is Killer's Kiss. Technically, it's Fear and Desire, but Killer's Kiss is the first one that was actually released. Gotcha. Um, and uh, Barry Lyndon was made in 1975, so it was his follow-up to Clockwork Orange. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and it was the one that he wanted to make, uh, the, the, the Napoleon movie. It was supposed to be a, a, like a, a Napoleon biopic, but then Waterloo came out. It bombed. Mm, oh, right. So, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't get the funding for it, so instead they gave him funding for this weird, really, really weird, like <laughs> lesser-known William Thackeray novel sure. <laughs> about a completely unlikable character, and it was <laughs> three hours long. Oh, wow. And, but it's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my cool. life. Um and uh, one of my favorite parts about it was uh, Allie's reaction to it because she, uh, about 20 minutes in, which is about five minutes after uh, she fell asleep the first time we tried to watch it, um, she leaned over to me and was like, is this a comedy? <laughs> and the answer is, yeah. <laughs> it's a funny movie. Cool. It's quite funny. Um, because it's... Kubrick's a funny guy. He actually kind of is. <laughs> um, the movie is so slow. Yeah. So I mean, deliberately, it's yeah, it's so deliberately slow. It feels like a joke. That's fair. <laughs> anyway, you were in New York. I was in New York. You saw the uh, great James Wade. I did, I did see the one and only. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think alive and kicking. You saw Hamilton. I saw Hamilton. Holy yeah. shit! It was pretty great. I uh, had been wanting to see it since I, you know, since everyone of course wanted to see it. Yeah. Uh, it's baffling that to this day it's still like sold out every night, you know? Yeah. Like it's crazy that that's a thing. And yeah. it isn't tech. Like, I mean, I-, I remember when I booked the trip to New York, I looked up tickets to Hamilton. There were tickets available. 
uh, like very select, you know, very few. But yeah. but it's still the fact that you can't generally just buy a ticket for the most part, unless it's very far in advance, is still like crazy. That like two years on, it's still this yeah. popular. It's wild. But but it was very good. Uh, you know, I saw it. Uh, I got to see it for free. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which was uh, pretty cool, uh, just by luck, essentially. Some luck lady, of the draw. And her friend didn't show up last minute, and so she's like, just give this to someone in the cancellation line. And I was the only like person who was there by myself. Everyone else was like pairs, so they're like, we don't want just one ticket. We want two. So it was great in that sense. The only thing was, because of that, it was also like not a great seat. It was like very, very far right. And so like I couldn't see the whole stage. Luckily, most of the action takes place all downstage on you know the main central area. It's so not like, very creative blocking. <laughs> well, it's a lot of choreography. It's really it's a, uh, it's a, a <laughs> right, level well, of criticism. Some softballs at Hamilton here. Okay. Um, and so, and the other the other thing was uh, it was the understudy uh, playing Hamilton. Okay. Um, who was like? Who is it usually? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. None of them right now are names that I know personally. Yeah. Um, they probably do a great job either way. Yeah. it's. I think it's just like I, I could tell. Usually I can't tell understudies versus the real ones when I see Broadway shows. Uh, this time I could kind of tell. Oh. <laughs> There's like small things where like there was literally a time where he missed his like his cue. And, you know, for me and I'm sure a lot of the audience who know the soundtrack by heart. We we noticed, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, right. like there's a time where it was just like silence for a moment, and it's like there's never silence in this play. Everyone's always rapping or talking. Yeah, and so it was just like that little part was just like ah, damn. Oh well, it was still great. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, other than Hamilton, yes. Uh, best part of the of the trip. Um, I got to see Chris Gethard in a small uh, uh, union hall in Brooklyn. Was he doing stand basement? Yeah, he was doing this thing called Chris Gethard and Friends, mm-hmm. or Chris Gethard and a good friend. I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically him. He'll he'll do like a little bit of stand up, and then he'll introduce someone else who will do stand up, and then he'll come back on and finish finish up. And it's different every night, so a different person he brings up every night, kind of thing. Uh, so it's usually like career. up and comers, you know, people who are in the comedy scene but aren't, aren't like a big name. So it's like him trying to like push some of his friends and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it was really cool. Uh, like I said, it was this tiny little basement in a, of a pub in Brooklyn, and so it was like super packed. We were all like squished in, um, and he was like, like even just saying, he's like, "This is all stuff I'm trying." So you know, like, and he'll like even say like he does a joke and it doesn't work or like doesn't get a laugh like he wants. He's like, "All right, gonna scratch." crash cross that joke out <laughs> or like got to work on that one a bit more but it was yeah. really funny it was it was a lot it was a lot of fun and I, like it was just kind of the i think the of the two trips i've been to to new york this is the first time i really felt like this is what new york is in a lot of ways where it's like people are trying to <laughs> do their careers and yeah. like especially comedy in new york where it's just like this is what you have to do like chris gethard he had a tv show for a while he's yep. been on lots of stuff but he's still doing this kind of thing and it's like it's it really gave me a appreciation of that kind of uh, career which yeah. um you know i've always toyed with in the back of my mind and almost all the time when i think about it further i'm like no I'd, yeah. that would be a nightmare yeah. <laughs> it uh it feels like an absolute absolute yeah. nightmare yeah to do so. that um but that's really cool that you got to see uh chris gathered that's yeah a strange career yeah <laughs> uh 
I, I, yeah, I've uh, I've listened to like I I saw him on on College Humor years and years ago, and was like this guy's funny, and he never went away, and that's uh, that's great, and uh, uh, he hosts a really interesting podcast, and he's always really really fun to listen to, so mm. that's really great that you got to see that. Yeah, how's James? Oh, he's good. How's married life? It's fine. It seems fantastic. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> fantastic. It's uh, it's uh, speaking of married life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a recent newlywed, a, ma- a married man, a married man, a merry man, a merry man. Yes, on the uh, podcast with us today, it's a uh, horror expert, Doctor Ryan Reese. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> In a rare non-horror appearance. Yeah, on the this is, uh, if you will, non-canonical. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So everything you say is um, doesn't count, I guess. <laughs> oh, great! So wait, because the Treehouse episodes are non-canonical to the to the show, so shouldn't those oh, be non-canonical? This is his first, this is the first th- this canon is, appearance. This is your second canonical yeah. appearance. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, early, early in the in our uh, yeah life, yeah. way back when we didn't know this thing would last. Yeah, yeah, when we were just you know well, this will be fun. Yeah, for a day. Yeah. I'm one of the crafty vets. Four, four years, years later. later. <laughs> happy four years. Happy, happy, four, happy years. four years. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to see you two talk. Oh. <laughs> you didn't have to introduce me. You didn't have to do that. I know I didn't. <laughs> I felt bad. You know what? Let's 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 take that back. Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's we're gonna unintroduce Ryan. Yeah. Done. All right. So he is no longer here. Okay. Uh I could talk all day about <laughs> this uh about this episode that, that we watched. Um and just listen to <laughs> Whoever over here Listen to, just like, laugh at some us. laughter in the background. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, well, this is uh, the episode is called "A Fish Called Selma." Yeah, it is the nineteenth episode of season seven. We're Writ- rounding third base. We sure are. Yeah. Written by Jack Barth and directed by Mark Kirkland. <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> who is this guy. Uh, did a great job. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, original air date March twenty fourth, nineteen ninety six. Okay. Okay. Um, so me leaving the continent really threw us off. So yeah, we were man, we were doing so good. Yeah, yeah and we, we were off a bit. So we, we were, were on there. there. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll have another. You know, they take a week off sometime That's in their true. original run. So I'm yeah. sure we'll catch up. That's true, because uh, you know, there's 25 episodes, 52 weeks in a year. There is. So I didn't know if you there's knew summer. that. Did you know that? No, it's 52 weeks in a year, and Did like you, some change. Uh, yeah, <laughs> twelve dollars <laughs> and ninety five cents. Thank you. That's the change. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a this is a non family centric episode. Yeah, the Simpsons in this <laughs> they're 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 side characters. The, in this yeah, episode. they're very much uh, supporting, if that. Yeah, kind of like cameos. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, like uh, Julie Kavner really knocks this episode out of the park. I think. I mean, yeah. So whenever we have a, uh, you know, her doing triple duty essentially, or sometimes quadruple duty if yeah. the mom is involved. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She always she always nails it. I always forget. Like she does a good enough job with the the two sisters and Marge that I often forget it's the same person. Yeah. You know, which is the mark of a good voice actor, just Absolutely. like I do with all of the the main cast. When except for Yardley <laughs> has the one voice, yeah. but uh, but anyone else who does other voices, I never think. Oh, that's so and so. As I'm watching it, I just think, oh, that's Mr. Burns, or yeah. oh, that's Skinner. You know, it's so interesting that you say that about uh, Yardley Smith. Uh, <laughs> and feel free to chime in whenever, Ryan. Uh, 
<laughs> I was about to say I didn't know that Marge is voiced by the same voice as her sisters. Yep, that's and the mom too. If the mom ever, I don't know if you've ever seen an episode with the mom. Yeah, but uh, with Marge's mom. But yeah, yeah. same. Julie Kavner doing all the gravelly voices. Yeah, that's great. It's so distinct. So yeah, weird. yeah, very, very distinct. Um, the what I was gonna say is you mentioned uh, Yardley, and like the only time they ever let her do other voices is when she's basically playing Lisa, like another kid that's exactly like Lisa. Do you have an example? I do have an example. It's a bad one. <laughs> okay. It's uh, I figured. It's the it's the Mr. X episode. Oh god. No, not the Mr. X episode. It's the it's the PBS episode that where he gets sent on a mission. Oh, uh, and like, like as a missionary. PBS beats him up at the end. Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh he goes to like this um Oh, as a missionary. As so a missionary. Jeebus. Yeah, and it's a Save Me Jeebus. Uh, and, oh, and, and the, the little girl Jr. on the island. Yeah, he calls yeah. her Lisa Jr. And it's uh it's it's bad. But it is Yardley, God. so that's that's something, I guess. I don't know. Um, that just came to mind as, you know, <laughs> things that maybe we want to do as bonus episodes. No. <laughs> <laughs> we could hurt ourselves. If, if you want to hear us talk about bad episodes, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> we have yet to do one. Because, <laughs> fuck. We, we almost did. <laughs> We, there yeah. was a night where we were like, we should record another one, but we got way too tired. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's what happens when you record after eight and don't have any mints. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're not getting a laugh from me on that one. You didn't like that one? I did not. Why not? I don't get it. <laughs> after eight mints. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> okay. See, that was funny. <laughs> God damn it. I th- <laughs> maybe it was some inside joke I wasn't aware of. No, but I get it. Mince. Um, <laughs> we have fun. So yeah, fun. we do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting like really angry about recent episodes. Bart plays esports in a recent one. What? Yeah. Why? Tell Cause me. Because they, they ran out of why. things for sports for him to play. He make it esports. It's the same plot as like you know. Playing football or playing mini golf or any of those ones, not the hockey one because that one's a different type of story. That's true. But anyway, we're talking about a good episode. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're talking about a very good episode. What? How, how do you feel about that? Was what's your what's your thoughts on this episode in general? I think this is a very special episode in uh-huh. the fact that a it's not about the Simpsons. It's about a uh, tertiary character mm-hmm. that we don't ever really get an insight on. It's one. It is an excellent episode that focuses on a tertiary character and we get a phenomenal performance from uh, Phil Hartman. Yep. Across the board, this is probably the best performance he gives in the series. And this is also a prototypical example of some of the ways that The Simpsons is going to fall. Mm. Because they are going to take the wrong lessons (laughs) from this episode and Mm. expand on that in you know what, we later seasons. An episode of Bumblebee Man. You get it. You get <laughs> what I'm talking about. Uh, because before this episode, Troy McClure is very much on the same level. Uh, he's a background character, usually coming in to tell uh, exposition. We don't. He doesn't have a personality. He doesn't have a uh, a backstory. He's just the funny guy in these videos that the kids watch. 
and he's the made-up movie star. Yeah, that he's, they have. he's a washed-up actor essentially. Because yeah. the 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 story we know about Troy be going into this episode is basically that he he has been in a lot of things. Right, that's kind of. I mean, that's the joke. Is the you may know, you may re- uh, remember me from such films as, or some such self help videos, or you know, etc. Um, and the idea is that he is now doing uh, a lot of like he's just doing whatever project they give him. So like, hey, we need someone to tell people how to build this house or repair, do foundation repair. Right? He's like, sure, I'll do that. Um, or you know the I can't believe they invented it infomercials you know stuff like that and that's the 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 idea of the wash up actor is is very much in his character yeah um you know going into this episode as well because that's kind of the plot is that you know he hasn't been in movies since the seventies apparently <laughs> and uh, and he hasn't spoken to his agent in eight years you know like all this kind of stuff and uh, he's getting back in the spotlight he's having a comeback a a, a renaissance as it were a reconnaissance um, well. <laughs> <laughs> McClurisance. McClurisance, thank you. Excuse me. Connery wasn't ever really gone. That's true. He wasn't ever really gone. Technically, he was more bankable before he just decided to become a good actor. I yes. mean, he definitely made <laughs> movies that made money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who Allegedly. can forget Fool's Gold? Mm-hmm. Or Failure Sahara? To lunch. Sahara. Sahara. Sure was. Failure to, lo- yeah. failure to lunch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Failure to Launch. <laughs> But it's much more tasty sequel, Failure to Lunch. <laughs> let's not forget about that. Okay. And let's not forget about the uh, cap on the trilogy, Failure to Brunch. Oh, no. <laughs> See, you lost me again. <laughs> I, it, it can't all be gold. I mean, it can't be all I fool's gold. All gold. Ah. Oh, man. <laughs> Mud, which is pyrite. <laughs> uh, Alan, you were just about to win a podcast for me. <laughs> I keep flip flopping. Which is Pyrite. That's what they should have called that movie. Pyrite. I thought oh. it was Iron Sulfide. F- hmm? Hmm? I, it's, I, it's Iron Pyrite. I just wrote a trivia question about it oh, a, few, really? a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, the reason I think it's uh, Iron Sulfide. You're wrong, but go on. I, yeah. Is because I I, I, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, okay. um, based on nothing but your word, I <laughs> I I have no doubt that I'm wrong because uh-huh. my source isn't great. Okay, it's the Silence of the Lambs. Oh, okay. Yeah, she does the anagram. anagrams are showing yeah. the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, mm. and she says iron sulfide, fool's gold. I mean, unless you know, it's, uh, it's another name for pyrite. Might be iron sulfide. I don't know that far into it because I'm not a scientist. I just know that pyrite is the a uh, technical, like scientific term for what colloquial is known as fool's gold. Which... But are you a scientician? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like is iron sulfide what a geologist would call it? Um, uh, no. It's what a it's what, what a gregologist would what call a it. cannibal would call it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. We can't really take like a cannibal's word for yeah. I mean, science. I wouldn't. I also he's a psychologist, think, yeah. right? Yeah, That's, he's not a geologist. Yeah. I think like, of all the many things Dr. Electra knows, I think the least he knows is about rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I like I'm willing to know he knows something about it. Yeah, yeah. But I would say it's the like the least like What do you think's like, the most thing he knows about? Anatomy? Mm-hmm. And the human mental condition? Mm. Mm-hmm. Chemistry, maybe. I think it's beanie babies. Do <laughs> you think that's how he made his money? Yeah. He invested in the 90s. 
<laughs> he knew what he was doing. He's, <laughs> he's a pre-trend investment specialist. <laughs> a venture capitalist, but for beanbag-filled stuffies. <laughs> well, Beanie Babies came out in 93. Excuse and Science of the Lambs came out in 91. Yeah, so. and he was free. He was. Yeah. Oh, man. He, he, maybe he created Beanie Babies. I don't know. I, well, Who I, can here's, tell? Here's what I'm willing to, to give you. He escapes. the whale. He escapes. one. Yeah. <laughs> I had a puffin. A puffin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had lots of the bears. Oh, uh, yeah. Like the like themed bears. Did any of these pay off for anybody? What? That any of like these... in the world or yeah. for like people no, in the room? No, because my parents sold oh, they a did. lot of the things. Okay. Like how my parents sold my original Nintendo with one of the first copies of Zelda, like the gold plate right. of Zelda. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice. They sold it for 20 bucks at a garage sale. That's Bummer. pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. That is, yeah, it's a pretty good yeah, deal. It's an, old, it's an old game, Ryan. It's a pretty I good mean, deal for doesn't Zelda. Go, doesn't go for a lot of money. <laughs> it's selling it for 5% of its value probably today. is probably great. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, games these days are 80 bucks. <laughs> guys. Yeah. We should all get a Bitcoin together. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> have you heard about these? I have some uh, some berries to sell you. <laughs> I will buy your berries. <laughs> Full of antioxidants. Thank you. Mm. All you have to do is sell it to five more people, and hey, you're making money. You could get a wobble trough account. Could I get it's a it? reverse funnel system. Could I get it in a pill form? No. Oh. Could I? Could oh, I, just berries. Just berries. <laughs> <laughs> just berries, but I will give, you to, give them to you in a powder. That's right. And, a, <laughs> and I will f- crush them up. In a fine crushed powder. And crush them? Yeah. You can put them in a shake. <laughs> mm. They taste like chalk. Because <laughs> it's chalk. Yeah, it's just chalk. Chalkberries? I'm selling it's you chalk. Just, it's chalkberries. <laughs> mm. Captain, um, Captain Crunch's new cereal. Chalkberries. Delicious. Ryan, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> uh, honestly, one of the better Simpsons episodes I've ever, I've ever seen. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Why? Uh, I... Because he hasn't seen a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's part <one>. of it. <laughs> you know, a lot of the mostly the Simpsons ones I see with you guys are good. Yeah, <laughs> good. Good to know we're not wasting your time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, n- just wait till yet. we get to season nine. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no, it was just like it was a good story, and uh, all the things were really fleshed out. And it was, it's, I always appreciate when I feel like a bit of emotion in Simpsons. Like there was like some really like deep impactful lines from some characters who just like kind of spout garbage a lot. <laughs> like so, being someone who doesn't uh, usually follow the show or watch the show, right? Um, and it hasn't and it wasn't really like a part of your childhood that much, right? No, like I knew of it. My parents watched it, but I wasn't yeah. really into it. Yeah. Um. So, what was your familiarity with Troy McClure before this episode? The guy that's literally on the TV doing infomercials. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is basically his yeah. character. Yeah. Now, this uh, this particular episode, like we we learn all about uh, Troy McClure, and luckily he's a tertiary character that merits further deep dive yeah. mm-hmm. because Phil Hartman is uh, such a funny and talented uh, performer, both on screen and as a voice actor, uh, that he's <laughs> he's always sympathetic even though Troy McClure isn't at all really like he's not he's not a very sympathetic guy but um Phil Hartman just portrays him so 
amusingly. Like he's so funny that you just want to like him because the performance is so so funny and this this might be the maybe the only like tertiary character episode that I actually truly like that I that I'm very into and I think it's one of the better episodes of the show. But it's not even about the family. Yep. Like, can we think of any other like uh, tertiary character I mean, episodes? Do you, does Skinner count? <laughs> no, I don't. Th- you put him more in the the pro- like the secondary. I was characters? I would put him as a major secondary. Yeah. Like a Burns level. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. When we're getting into tertiary characters, we're getting to like Chief Wiggum. Uh, I guess he's kind of like a halfway there. <laughs> yeah. Character, but. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. Like, uh, I mean. I would put like uh, you know Bumblebee Man, Disco Stew, yeah, um, like those kind of essentially one note characters. Yeah, in a sense, right. Like their joke is one thing. The, the thing I'll say about Troy though is that while he kind of has been a one note joke, he also hasn't been. Like yeah. the idea behind his character has been one note in the sense that, like I said, it's a washed up actor who's just doing whatever he can, whatever gigs he can. But the fact that every time is generally something new and different. Um, like helps make that feel less like a one note joke. Um, you know, seeing him uh, in the uh, uh, as the hippie jewel thief or whatever in that movie. Um, you know, versus seeing him as infomercial host versus seeing him. Uh, you know, do um, I don't know. Even just uh, like the the school videos, like uh, Fl- Fluffy Bunny and stuff like that, where it's mostly just narration. Um. All of that is always like a different take, a, a different joke in and of itself. It just uses him as the as the catalyst for that for that joke, and I think that's what merits him getting a fleshed out character in this episode because we get to see uh, a little bit more about who he is. Um, he still feels kind of like just that washed up actor guy, but we get to know a little bit more about him that actually does kind of make me understand him a bit more yeah definitely you know like (laughs) and uh i think we can like just talk about the you know the the running gag in the episode of his weird fish fetish yeah (laughs) a romantic abnormality (laughs) (laughs) that must be hidden at all costs must be hidden at all costs uh because I, I think when I was younger, I watched this episode and I, I actually really didn't like Troy because of what he does to Selma, essentially. Right? Yeah. It's Where he's like, not yeah, cool. no, I'm just doing this for my career. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is how it begins. Like, yeah. don't, <laughs> I'm not trying to <laughs> make him a saint or anything. Yeah. But I, but like when, when you dive into the, the character and you realize he's got <laughs> a romantic abnormality, this is the only, like, he's not looking for a romantic partner himself. And so he, you know, he grasps this as a way to boost his, bolster his career. But then he seems to think, in his mind, I think he thinks that Selma gets a lot out of this as well. And so he's like, this is a this is a mutually beneficial scenario that, you know, like when she asks him, is this a sham marriage? He, he says, he answers right away. Of he's course. so transparent about yeah. it. And he's I like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, A, really funny. Yeah. And two, like... I, I think that makes him better. <laughs> yeah, in, in you know, I never got the sense that like he hates her or anything like that. It was just like, oh, I feel like he genuinely likes her. Yeah, and I think there is an attraction at first, and then that makes it easier for the like the whole sham. To, like, he, I think he likes that she likes him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lot. He's like, very narcissistic. Yeah. yeah he's, he's very narcissistic, he's and and any time that 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 you find someone like if you are narcissistic and you find someone that feeds that narcissism, you're gonna want to keep that person around. 
Yeah. But it's almost like, like, did you guys watch BoJack Horseman? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it reminds me a bit of the storyline with, um, oh, I can't remember his name right now, Aaron Paul's character. Todd. Todd, thank you. Uh, the storyline with him discovering he's asexual, mm-hmm. and but still wanting, like, a relationship. And I feel like if The Simpsons was made today, they might might have done something similar with Troy. Right. Yeah. In in this time, they were just like, let's make it funny. Like, let's yeah. do a funny thing. Like, I ah, like he likes fish. Uh, <laughs> but if <laughs> they were trying to, that's really funny. <laughs> if they're trying to like do something like BoJack does, where BoJack yeah. is primarily a comedy, but it like dives deep into like psyche and you know depression and all this stuff. Um, and I feel like that's where a lot of TV shows are these days, like mm-hmm. comedy shows especially. Like, there's not too many that are just like, let's be funny. They're like, let's be funny, but also have a message, or like also like you know talk about social mores and. Um, and I feel like if they, if Simpsons had been done today with this episode, they might have done something similar where they like mm-hmm. Troy discover like Troy either already knows or like we find out that he's asexual, and so he's trying to like mitigate his career because of that because he he knows that people are not into that as a movie star, right? They're like we want you, we want to see you with a human woman. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it's it's an interesting uh, side of his character that is primarily done for jokes. But actually, like, makes me really interested in him as a person that I never was when I watched it as a kid. So, yeah. I can't rewatch episodes of Bojack, Bojack Horseman or Rick and Morty for that matter. <laughs> With like, as you said, the trend of comedy right now is to get really real really quick. Yeah, and it is incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I love if, it. If I ever rewatch episodes of Rick and Morty, I'm just like, I just kind of skip to the parts that are really funny and, <laughs> and brainless, and I'm just like. I'm starting to remember which one it gets. Ball like, fondlers. Ball the, the, and then it gets to like <laughs> more ball fondlers? the introspective shit. I'm like, I, not right now. <laughs> That's fair. I yeah. mean, yeah, I I love Bojack uh, for that very reason, personally. Oh, but I've only also watched the episode, the whole season or the whole series once through. So Yeah, Bojack is so sad. Yep. Like, it's just like the, and the way it is just... When I first saw it too, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, it's just a bunch of animal puns. This is stupid. Well, it came out when <laughs> we lived together. Yeah. And we were both like, okay. Yeah. I was and like, then, mm, whatever. Uh, I was really into it. We laughed a little bit. And then I remember we talked about it later. It's like, I can't. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm always scared for the next episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's my the God. second season that does it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the first season's kind of a T ball where it's yeah. like, Hey, here's the animal puns. Isn't that isn't that silly? He's a narcissistic horse man. Yeah. Also, yeah. he's got issues. Yeah, like a fucking light switch. All yeah. of a sudden, it's like, yeah. And Bojack is kind of uh, like Troy McClure was a prototype for Bojack Horseman in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Yes, that yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I agree. When you when like if you want to trace the animation roots back, <laughs> Bojack does owe a lot to The Simpsons yep. in the form of Troy McClure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's really great. Um, one of the things that I think we should talk about more on this show is that The Simpsons, um, as described... Is great. But yeah, it's great. <laughs> you nailed we it. We need to talk about it more. Wait, you like The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need to talk about this more. This is it's a show a, about liking The Simpsons? It's a great show. It's a great show until it's not. I'm going to go on the record and say, I like it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, bye. Does everybody else know this? <laughs> well, they sorry, do now. Sorry. Um the the thing that I think we should we sh- we should uh, try and identify uh, is uh, what each episode, if they are, uh, what they're satirizing mm. or what they're commenting on, because I do think that The Simpsons takes certain 
like uh, a certain point of view on a lot of a lot of the time it's not very sharp like it's not a very like razor's edge this is my like this is my point of view on this um but they comment on uh, the state of institutions yeah i mean the the whole show was based was built around the idea of um you know the principal the boss the uh, the police are all idiots. Yeah, right. Or not necessarily idiots, but just like they're the they're the jokes mm-hmm. subverting to, establishment. Yeah, uh, by showing that it's and a Troy, I think, for a long time was that as well. Where it's just like, yeah, Hollywood, McBain yeah. as well, right? Like those two characters were the Simpsons' like main uh, path to Hollywood and how silly it is and how overdone it is and you know, people but f- people put people on pedestals like celebrities yeah. on pedestals and they shouldn't. But by focusing on Troy in this episode, putting him front and center um, as our protagonist, essentially, uh, he what what is the what is this what is this episode saying about about that Hollywood institution? What is it saying about maybe celebrity culture? Is it is that what it's um, is that what it's commenting on? Is, does it have a point of view, or is it just making yucks for yucks' sake about uh, fish fetishes? I think I think it's definitely like. Um at least pointing out the like tabloid culture, as it were, mm-hmm. with celebrities and how we crave, uh, like as a society, we crave not only seeing celebrities just living their lives, but also like we like you know it's the whole what does what do we like more than a hero is to watch them fall, mm-hmm. you know like oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're not so different, you and I <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly, and um, the, the the idea is. Troy, uh, we see, is disgraced, right? So, like, before this episode, it's just that he's washed up and, like, doesn't do things anymore, and he's just, you know, who cares? Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone knows who he is, but he's just doing infomercials and stuff. In this episode, they established the idea that there was a scandal, right? (laughs) The incident at the aquarium, essentially. (laughs) And that, like, basically caused him to fall out of public favor, and no one wants anything to do with him anymore. And all it takes is him out on a date with a human woman to suddenly everyone like, oh, what's what's going on with Troy? You know, like I, I like him now. And I think that's like very much commentary on society. Let's look at, I mean, I think the best example of this is Robert Downey Jr. Yep. He was disgraced for, much, for yeah. a while. Yeah, the Simpsons um, even pointed it out. No, it was Rob Lowe that they... In this episode, uh, I mean, in a later episode, oh, gotcha. the Beyond oh, right, Blunderdome, the, shoot, the shootout, yeah, or whatever. It's yeah. like uh, you'll see. I don't see any cameras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right, because that was obviously pre two thousand eight. Yeah, pre two thousand eight. He had his, uh, his his renaissance. He was anointed. He was anointed. Like and I, I don't, I can't even say that that it was a that it was a renaissance. Like the right. man <laughs> was like dragged back, <laughs> and it was just like you are the guy now yep have fun yep and he sure has <laughs> yeah for 10 years yeah um you know it's all ending soon i'm worried about him <laughs> as an actor or as a character as a person oh, okay yeah. yeah yeah i'm worried about what he's gonna do after iron man i think he'll be okay robert downey jr yeah do you think he's are the... you worried are you actually worried about <laughs> yeah him? i'm worried about the guy do you yeah. know what happened to him before he was iron man he, well he's got a, he had a lot of uh he, he had a lot of issues yeah he'll and be fine he found a the thing is, he found something that was very stable. Yeah. You know, it's important to have a rock. Yeah. So, just saying. You know who else was fine? Lance Armstrong. He's fine, too. <laughs> he's he's not He's fine. less fine. 
He's totally fine. He's the most arrogant. F- oh, I hate him so much. Okay. <laughs> that's 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 that's, that's, what, that's what we're talking about. Though. Not, we're not, not talking about like fine as in like he's healthy and living a life. We're talking about like in the public eye. Mm. You know, he's he's been canceled. He's mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, where did that come from? I don't that, know. I feel like that <laughs> snuck up on me. <laughs> that that. Th- this this the uh, idea of people being canceled. Yeah, this uh, colloquialism, if you will. Uh, it's the internet, man. It's no, Twitter. It's yeah. just it just yeah. happens. People You've... start doing it, and then I see it, and I'm like, I like it. I'm gonna do it too. Yeah, and that's what everyone does, and then it becomes a thing. I gotta say, I prefer put on blast a little bit more. I canceled. I think it's succinct. I think no, it's uh, funny. I, I think put on blast is a different thing. Oh, okay. But I I just like that gotcha. term. I think it's funny. Yeah. Because it's like I'm gonna put you on blast. What does that mean? Beep, anyway? Huh? Like what's the, what's the origins of that? Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I heard it on a podcast. I put you on blast. Yeah, like I blast at you. Yeah, or like I blast a thing at you, or, or I like put you in a cannon and you blast. Blast off like I won't see you again, kind of thing. Like maybe I blast you out of my life. All of these seem very legitimate. Maybe it derives from put on ballast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Put an end to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Robert Downey Jr., you know, yeah. a similar idea where uh, people didn't like him because, you know, the troubles he was having in his personal life. He was and, a criminal. Well. <laughs> he was a drug addict. Drug addict, alcoholic, whatever. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of problems, but people, like, but but people wanted to like him. Yes, you know what I mean. And I think that's the same thing with Troy, He's where it's like very talented. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to be angry at you, so like, do something that makes us not angry anymore, please. Yeah. And in Robert Downey Jr.'s case, it was I am Iron Man. In Troy McClure's case, it is here's something for page one: kisses Selma on the cheek. Yeah. And it snowballs, and he becomes uh, bankable again. Yeah, um, people want to see him again. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's they, they'd pay money. They pay money to see him. Yeah, Carl it's crazy. Would. <laughs> and he gets to be in a Broadway show. Is it Broadway? Isn't it? Is it? Does he say? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Is it Broadway that I don't the movie think or the planet? The multi-billion. The multi-million. Multi, sorry, multi-million dollar. I mean, they don't. I, th- put I thought on... he said Broadway musical. There's only. Does he say just musical? I think it's just musical, but they don't, they don't put on uh, musicals that are multi million dollar anywhere but West End and Broadway, right? Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, right? Chicago, maybe. I saw Book of Mormon. How was it? It was great. <laughs> it's cool. so good. It's really great. That's one that, you know, uh, is also often sold out in New yeah. York, so I yeah. didn't get to see it. I went with my mom to that show. Uh huh. And she was sitting behind with my dad and Kelly and I were in the row in front of them. And after every number and scene, I looked back to like see her, her face, and it was just a combination of disgust. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> so there, I got two shows out of that show. And oh, I Ryan's mom loved it. Love you, mom. <laughs> we're not gonna say her name. No, we don't want to dox her. No. See, that's another thing that I just learned about. I didn't know what that word meant. <laughs> Doxing, yeah. yeah. Uh, the brand new multi-million dollar musical. So he doesn't say Broadway. In my brain, he always did. But well, it makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's only two places in the world that I they mean, put on that kind of show. Yeah, it looks like a Broadway show. But Springfield, I guess, is another one. I, I mean, I guess is it so. in Springfield? I feel like it is because the whole family's there. Yeah, they go everywhere. Yeah, but Selma's dating him. I'm sure he could fly them out to New York. That's that's true. That's true. That's what Richie that in also... canon though, like Homer hates New York, so yeah. he probably wouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? 
But if he had the chance to not was pay it in, for anything, was it in <laughs> England then? That I mean, no, because it was no one. No. no one was. No one was English. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they would have made a point. Wasn't anybody of it. there talking like this? That's your English accent. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, oh <God>. <laughs> <laughs> what movie do you think should be made into a Broadway musical? Definitely Planet of the Apes. A hundred percent. I would see it <laughs> twice. <laughs> All right. Gl- <laughs> I'm glad we're here because I, in a very very strange turn of events, uh-huh. completely agree with Ryan. Okay. <laughs> That is a strange turn of events. I think it should be all of them. All of them? one musical. Yeah. Now, <laughs> all of them as in the original run? Yes. <laughs> or the recent reboots? All of them, like in the original run uh-huh. and Tim Burton's. Yeah, you just have... Oh. You have... You, have doc- <laughs> you, you lost me. You have Dr. Sayus as like the narrator, musical yeah. character, like in Cabaret... Like guiding you through the chapters of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. As long as Paul Giamatti as Limbo is in there, because he's my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, he nailed it. When he sells aspirin to children. <laughs> Did you ever see the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes? Ride? Oh yeah, I was so excited to see it. Me too. And I actually really liked it when I saw it. And my dad, who is like the most undercover sci-fi film nerd ever, was just like so unimpressed. Well, he, that's that's more no, than fair. No, he, he was right. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. It's a, it's a very bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's laughable. Oh yeah, he goes into that fucking nebula for a monkey. Yeah, it's so dumb. I need that monkey. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get the monkey, bro. <laughs> Come back here, monkey. That's hey, that's a, you guys. There's a monkey. I need to get him. That's a I Simpsons don't side plot F, an episode, right? Like it's just getting a monkey a from a nebula, and Mark, Wal- and Mark Wahlberg goes after a nebula monkey. Oh sure, and they come out of it like, well, it's probably ha- <laughs> it's probably happened at some point now. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg like playing the- himself. <laughs> the Simpsons is kind of becoming like the Star Trek universe. Anything could and has happened because it's a it's an infinite universe. Sure. So that means anything that you can imagine or anything, anything that is or was, it can happen. Exists. Yeah. On a planet. That means you can have a, a planet that's entirely populated with 50s gangsters. That's true. Yeah. And it's fine. That sounds cool, actually. Oh, it's I really like cool. That. That's an episode of TOS, guys. Oh, well, I haven't watched it. <laughs> well, take it and do something with it. Just watch the episode. Wait, take it. <laughs> I don't know. Just run with it. Just, <laughs> just watch the episode. Great. Sorry, there, steal that idea. There are 30s gangsters. <laughs> oh, sorry. Excuse okay, me, well, I sir. I regret. Yeah, what I less less yeah. interested now. Excuse. 50s gangsters excuse are way Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Excuse you, sir. <laughs> See that photo of the black hole that NASA released? Yeah. Oh God, that's, guys. that's like that's just Simps- the Simpsons is is what's in there. <laughs> the Simpsons is the event horizon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just has so much data point. It's the it's it's the quantum data. They'll, they'll like eventually in a few years from now they'll be like, oh, we got a closer image, and it'll just be like underachiever and proud of it, and they're like, ah, oh, damn it, uh, it's, it's the Simpsons. We knew it. <laughs> The infinite loop of the Simpsons. <laughs> oh my god! It's the Simpsons folding in on the universe. It has so, right. much, it has so much mass. Yeah. It just like <laughs> sucks in light. Just too much content. <laughs> it just takes over everything. And uh, it's uh, it's a Disney property now. That's yeah. Well, oh boy. Yeah. Disney princess. Careful. <laughs> they're uh, the black they're, hole. They're yeah. t- the black hole's a Disney princess. <laughs> Probably. 
they're, why not? They're taking stock of everything everybody says now. They own everything. So that's right. Watch your words. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the good news is we'll all get to talk about Avengers Endgame soon. That's true. So tune into that episode <laughs> whenever it'll and then, uh, or it'll s- be s- snuck in there or skip past the first 30 minutes yeah. of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Might maybe we should make that a bonus episode. <laughs> maybe we should. Uh I don't think people listen to this for that shit. No, um, usually not. We'll do a Cinepals <laughs> returns about yeah. it and see oh, who man. who likes Some it. Some people like that as yeah. long as they know what they're getting into. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's more than fair. More mm-hmm. than fair. Uh so I would um I would love to talk about just how important this musical was to me. Stop the Planet of the Apes, I want to get off. Yes. Um but before we do that, I would actually like to truly answer your question. Like oh, what yeah. what major motion picture? I think Mission mm-hmm. Impossible would be great. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the first one. Yeah, yeah, of course. S- specifically because the other ones get a little too unwieldy to do on stage, but I think the first one would be a lot of fun. To see as a musical. What kind of songs do you think there would be? Um, like kind of like uh, you know, like uh, it would start with like a like a like a sixties. Uh, <laughs> would like, have to, they'd have to use the theme? Yeah, in some way, and that would be mostly like Mission a like a, impossible. It's time to go and solve the case because we're in an elevator. Oh no, the spikes are coming down on Emilio. And- <laughs> Dude, you stuck the landing. That was oh awesome. Oh my god! <laughs> I think you proved my point. That's yeah. that's phenomenal. <laughs> Let's book like it. That whole opens opening scene. Uh, yeah. the, the, the 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 thing that goes wrong is all yeah. in the opening number. Yeah, that's the, that's the opening number. It's yeah. brilliant. You yep. kill off the you kill off everybody. Kill off yeah. All the 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 chorus essentially because mm-hmm. they'll come back as other characters. Yeah, because that's how Broadway musicals. Exactly are. right. Mm-hmm. And boom. You're good, and like the next one is like is the next one is is, is called Kittredge. You've never seen me very upset. <laughs> <laughs> that one's more of a ballad. Yeah, that like in the in the uh, the restaurant. It's a determined ballad. Yeah, it's not like a love ballad. No, no, it's no, like, no. It's, it's like it's kind of like, like it's a soft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a it's and all, it builds. It to builds. The end. It's like meatloaf esque. Yeah, yeah. And it ends with red light, green light, with lyrics by Jim Steinman. <laughs> all right, <laughs> the entire show. <laughs> You're the That's only one who knows who that is. <laughs> <laughs> you asked that question at movie trivia, and everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> I didn't write this question. <laughs> You're like Jim Steinman, and everyone's like, "Who?" <laughs> Why is this a question? That's been my new favorite part of the movie trivia since you guys have hooked up. What's that? <laughs> uh, every time there's a question that people go like, "What?" and Alan says, "I didn't write it." <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm very quick to throw my oh, co-host yeah. under the bus. <laughs> Just like, don't look at me. <laughs> I did a uh, Game of Thrones trivia with Ife, mm. and uh, same kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like something didn't go well, I'd be like, uh, Ife wrote this one, so <laughs> everyone be mad at him. I um, one of, it's one of my favorite things that that we do at Movie Trivia because I I love it. I, oh yeah, I love owning it. It's <laughs> it's a lot of fun for me uh, to get thrown under the bus and <laughs> and try claw my way out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I'm not just saying this because there's a poster in this room. Mm. Uh, movie musical, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Oh, I would love that. They're going to say Evil Dead. And I'm just going to be like, 
Already exists. Already, Already done. done. <laughs> oh, what? No, no. what? <laughs> oh, no, sir. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> but did you know? <laughs> Allow me to explain. <laughs> yeah, I watch the shit out of uh, Good, the Bad, the Ugly musical. You and me both. Yeah. I watch anything with that name. Mm-hmm. Anything. Name maybe, it. Maybe it's time to start a Western podcast. Oh, yeah. You know what I'd, I'd like to see? What? And it's already kind of a musical, so mm. it's kind of a cheat, but Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, fuck. hundred. Yes. Like, yes. That would be so good as a Broadway musical. You could even see the stage. Yeah. It's just plastered with ads, yep. right? It's, <laughs> it's all Product ads. placement stuff, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Best yeah. pitch of the night. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, good night. Green light. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, and the first and the first number is Backdoor Lover. <laughs> of course. Du jour means friendship. I th- yeah, I still think that... Uh, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but six long hours and five long days. Whatever that song is, I think that should be the opener still. And then have du jour as the, like, when they're talking about, like, oh, what happened? Three small words. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that, oh, you know, your, you know your audience. Good pit, good, <laughs> good offer. <laughs> that movie's... I love that movie That so movie's much. perfect. Yeah. It's so good. I... Yeah, I will go to bat for that movie. I don't think it needs to like. Like, I think people have come around to it. Oh yeah, I understand. And very recently, um, at least and that I was have, like, like Rachel E. Cook, like peak Rachel Rachel E. Cook, and oh, I, was, I had such a crush on her. Oh, you and me both, man. <laughs> she yeah. was the best. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, stop the Planet of the Apes. I want to get off. Yeah, mm. this is a iconic moment in Simpsons history. Maybe the most it's definitely the like the the most remembered part of this episode. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's one of the top uh like song moments in I I wouldn't say it's number 1. No. no. I think there's other ones that would probably overtake that. Yeah. Um Monorail. Off my head, Monorail and See My Vest, I'd say. Uh yeah, yeah. Um they might be tied. The, would the uh, Maison Derriere song? No, I think that's in the in the lower tier. It's still yeah. still in the like top ten memorable yeah. or whatever, but like lower tier of that. But like this one and Monorail and uh See My Vest, I think, are the three that just about anyone, even if they've never seen The Simpsons, will like rec- like, oh right, I remember yeah. that being a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as we were watching the episode, like you were both watching, but like my jaw dropped, I was like Oh, right. <laughs> is this from The Simpsons? <laughs> sure is. Love those moments on this show. <laughs> yeah. Would you, uh, like, because this is original music. Yeah, by Alf Clausen. Thank you. Uh, Who wrote the theme to The Simpsons, if you didn't know. So you would, he didn't write the theme. Didn't he? No, he does the score. Oh, the score, sorry. Right, Danny Elfman did yeah. the theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uncle Bungo. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> that the guy who is from Oingo Boingo is Jack Skellington's singing voice. Mm-hmm. Wrote the theme for The Simpsons and is the Spider-Man guy and the Batman guy. Batman guy. Yeah, they all. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dark shadows. Oh, let's get into that, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> Justice League. We're in the dregs now. Uh, yeah, because oh he boy. did Justice League too. What a weird guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never won an Oscar, and rightly so. <laughs> you think he's a hack? I think. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't use hack, but I just you don't. Can. I don't think he's interesting. You can use hack. I don't think he's interesting. I know I can. I'm not going to. I wish he would. Okay. Well, he's a hack. There. <laughs> yes, you got it. <laughs> isolate that soundbite. Hack and a fraud. <laughs> Uh, good times. Anyway, good uh, times. This musical. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it's yeah, it's iconic. It's so funny. Um, I love the like kind of vaudeville esque stuff that they add to it. Like the piano bit is like a classic vaudeville joke. Yeah. Right. Um, can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. <laughs> very, very good. And the musical has everything. Oh, yeah. According to Bart. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's very easy to, pr- to impress. He likes musicals. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's canon because he loved O Streetcar as well. He did. Yeah. yeah, he did. Whoa, she's flying. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's like another iconic musical part. Well, that, but the thing is, yeah, it is, but the thing is that's such a, like, that's such a... And like you could argue this one as well, but I think less so. It's such a like collection of songs from the musical. Very much. This one. This is one's very mostly like, just two. Yeah, right? you can play it. It's all the Doctor Zayas song and then the ending song, which, which is, is which is just kind of a coda. And so, like in my mind, is just a coda to the Doctor Zayas song. <laughs> it's the 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 oh my god, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. Is one of the funniest lines that. I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's it so... sums up the ending to Planet of the Apes better than the movie does. <laughs> you finally made a monkey out of me. <laughs> it's so great, <laughs> and the way Phil Hartman sings it, he's so good. He's so good, and I love you, Doctor Zayas. <laughs> That's the end of the play. <laughs> And everyone loves it. Oh, standing ovation. Yeah, there it, it kills. It does. Like and that's an interesting thing because like he's in a musical, mm-hmm. right? That means he's been like living with Selma for a while. Oh, cuz right? the rehearsals. It'd living, be like 2 weeks rehearsals. Married to Selma for a while, right. but he finishes the play. Right. I mean, how long is the run is the question. Could right? be a whole year. Could <laughs> Could be, you know? In this universe, uh, I don't. I don't think that's true. <laughs> well, if we're going with the idea that it's taking place in Springfield, yeah, I think Springfield are fickle people. That's true. And I think this was opening night. Yeah. And I, I think that because does he say this is the end of the run or anything? No, no. It's, it's I think we see opening night. Yeah. That's my. That's my feel. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we do. Feeling. Mm-hmm. And so he could be continuing to do it in the background while the other, the rest of the story is happening. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's the possible. case. Yeah. I definitely think that's the case. Yeah. Um, and I think the audience is positive for about a week or so, and then just dies down a bit, and yeah, they probably. eventually close. Yeah. So Springfield Broadway. Can we talk about <laughs> the um, second most quoted part of this film, of this episode, sorry? Uh, if you remind me what it is. <laughs> the um, MacArthur Parker, my agent. Contrabulous fabrication oh. of <laughs> Professor Horatio Huffnagel. <laughs> the what? <laughs> you know, the contrabulous fabtraption of Professor Horatio Huffnagel. One more time. The contrabulous fabtraption of Professor Horatio Huffnagel. Really Can we talk about, like, <laughs> what, what do we think this is a, a parody of? I mean, it's a parody of just, like, passion projects in general. Yep, yep, yep. But, I mean, I get, a, I get an Inspector Gadget vibe. Yeah, from it definitely with from the promo art. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean it's because it's recent in my brain, but Dark Shadows was a mm-hmm. Johnny Depp passion project mm-hmm. that bombed. Yeah, um, <laughs> so like, are, are are we drawing like parallels to? Yeah, like to an actor who was like, oh. I really want to do this, right? Rather oh, okay. than like 
you know, Johnny Depp could have done more pirates movies. I mean, he did, but like he could have done more pirates movies instead of Dark Shadows. Instead, he's like, I want to do the thing I've been wanting to do my whole life. I love Dark Shadows. I want to be Barnabas Collins from Dark Shadows. You know, that 70s uh, soap opera that ran for like 20 years and no one really knows, but Mm. people are like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. You can find it all on Amazon Prime. Great. (laughs) I've been watching it. I'm glad you clarified that because I'm like, oh, it just reminds me of a cross between Mr. McGorham's Wonder Emporium and Around the World in 80 Days. <laughs> well, that's, Around the World that's, in 80 Days was, great. was one that I thought of as well yeah. that it could be a comparison to. Um, like in terms of like the, the film style or like mm-hmm. the, the, the idea behind the film based on the still image we see, yeah. um, I, think it's, you're, I think you're right. It's those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. I was more thinking of the description of the movie in the episode is instead of doing McBain 4, he wanted to do a passion project. He wrote and directed... Professor Horatio Huffnagel, Braveheart, sure, but Braveheart was a hit. Yeah. That's true. So that's true. It was like they're not always like, uh, yeah, yeah. But Braveheart is one. Yeah, it's very. It's a like when you if you I don't know if you've seen it recently. No, it's such a vanity project. Yeah, makes sense. It's like he is. Wait, like, Mel Gibson vein? What? Mm, that doesn't hold. I think he's... Uh, nope, not going to go there. Yes. <laughs> I think he's the worst. <laughs> I, I think he's a fine man. I wow. a joke about him being great, but he's definitely not. No, he's <laughs> a horrible racist. Hot take. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Not even going to justify that with a joke where I'm pretending to be serious. All right. Okay. Sugar tits. Um, Remember that? So Ugh. that's... <laughs> Like, but that's that's an example of like a sure. very famous and an actor who's yeah one. who's like I want to do my own thing. I'm going to write and direct it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, mm. I I hesitate to say Clint Eastwood because he doesn't. No, he's always been like very low key when he was di- when he's directing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, spe- yeah. Specifically, I was trying to think of ones that were that and then were horrible bombs. Yeah, or like I think direct- Toys is another one. Yeah, Toys. Was a Barry Levinson yes passion uh, project? Uh, not, uh, I'm not saying the actor. Oh, we're talking, I'm just we're talking about passion like projects passion in general project. oh, yeah. that someone really wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, much in that case, yeah, yeah toys <laughs> that ended up being a, like audiences were like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, yeah. for good reason. <laughs> yeah, what uh, the hell is yeah. that? That's weird. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> There's also another level of that these days where people like they made a really cool thing and they're like they're so passionate about it that they want to go back to it again, like 40 years later. Alien. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great that's a great example. Yeah, and it's just like this is in no way the same. <laughs> and when it wasn't, you just went and tried to go back and make it what was and but like, oh man. He's made two of those. That's crazy to me. And then he wanted to yeah, redo Blade Run and they're like, No. <laughs> <laughs> he did Prometheus and Covenant, right? Yeah. 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 Baffling. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. He makes movies so fast. I think, so making, I think fast. he wants to make another one as well. He I, definitely yeah. does. I thought I'd read that. that he they're, wanted they're... to make the sequel to Blade Runner 2049. He's like, he wants to make the next one. No. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> movies, it's done. Yeah. Blade Don't. Runner 2050. <laughs> that, it's just a year later. <laughs> like, like they, that movie cost $200 million, and it was an art house movie. Yeah. There's no way they're making another one. <laughs> it didn't make any money. I mean, maybe hot take, but I think it's better than the original. I agree with you. I agree. I think Denis well. Villeneuve is a way better director than Ridley Scott ever will be. I agree with you as well. <laughs> it took me a while to come around to that, but you know, just watch twenty forty nine, and there you go. Or Exodus, Gods and Kings. Yeah, put yeah. those next to each other. <laughs> um, Do you remember seeing twenty forty nine, and we were like, how baffled 
how good it was we were, compared to what came before it. Well, well, I think I like Blade Runner a lot. Yeah. Um, but like we both walked out of the theater just floored. Yeah, we didn't talk for like five minutes when we came out. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, one of my like, there's a little bit of a tangent that we're on right mm. now. <laughs> uh, but one of the one of the theories that I've come up with about Ridley Scott is that he's got a lot of good movies that I really really enjoy, but he also just makes a lot of two. movies. And um, two that I enjoy. Which ones? Uh, Blade Runner and Alien. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Gladiator is uh, like close, mm-hmm. but it, it's it, it's never it was never memorable for me. Mm-hmm. It's pretty popcorny. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like I enjoy. I remember enjoying it, and I'm like, yeah. this is a good movie. I recognize it's a good movie, but it wasn't like, yeah, I just didn't care, mm-hmm. and I'd never like have the urge to go rewatch it or anything. Mm-hmm. But Alien and Blade Runner, I I enjoy both those very much. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those two, I really really enjoy. I also really enjoy Kingdom of Heaven, the director's cut, like a lot. Um, and I watched that on your recommendation, and I did enjoy it. But yeah. again, it wasn't, and like maybe because I didn't have, you know, time to watch it a lot like you did. But yeah. I was just like, this is good. But I, yeah, again, I wasn't like more, please. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I also really enjoyed Matchstick Men. I think that's a great movie. I really liked that movie. I didn't know he directed. He <laughs> did. Me neither. <laughs> so. And I really really like Black Hawk Down. Um, yeah, never saw I think that's a. I think it's a fantastic film, and like, but he directs movies. Sorry, so fast. Well, and just like, the, I forget that he like. I recently found out he directed Thelma and Louise, and I'm like, what? Yeah, it's <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. Thelma and Louise is a great movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's but a really I just, good movie. I, I, if you're like gun to your head, who directed Thelma and Louise? Before I had this knowledge, uh, I'd be like, I don't know, Penny Marshall. <laughs> I would have guessed Tony Scott. <laughs> sure, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, uh, but you know, uh, Sean Penn. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I see a Top Gun musical too. If we're, oh yeah, if we're going back. But oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That would yeah. I mean, that would make it entertaining. Yeah, the be movie's like, not entertaining. Be like Kenny Rogers, Kenny music. Loggins. Nope. No, you want I'm it? changing it. You want it? <laughs> 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 I would love to hear a Kenny Rogers cover of Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> that would be and take my breath away. Yeah, that would be absolutely great. Um, has Tom Cruise ever done like a huge passion project before? Jack Reacher. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, like the thing is, he do- he almost all of his movies are passion projects in a in a very in a very small sense. Yeah, you know where he's just like. I want to work with this director, right? You know, and yeah. they'll, they'll like they'll find a project together. Like that's yeah. what he was doing for a long time, especially in the '90s. Cameron Crowe, Paul Thomas Anderson, and um, then Spielberg and Spielberg, early 2000s. of course, yeah. yeah. Um, and like now he's like Christopher McQuarrie's guy, where he's just like, I'll do whatever Christopher McQuarrie wants me to do. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll never. <laughs> is that is that three more Mission Impossible movies? Great, I'll do them. Yeah, uh, I'll you know, say is everyone. It, is it Live Die Repeat? Repeat, which I believe is what the sequel should be called. Uh, <laughs> that was a Doug Lyman movie. He also works with Doug Lyman. Oh, is that Doug Lyman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, my apologies. I, for some reason, thought it was Christopher McQuarrie. What's uh, Jack Reacher, obviously, is the other Christopher McQuarrie, right? Yeah, both yeah. of them. Yeah. No, no. No? Ed's, Just the second one? I think Edward Zwick did the second one. Okay. That hack. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tom Cruise. Uh, the actor, not the person. Um, so, guys. Yeah. Mm. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? <laughs> uh, let's uh, ho- head on over to the reference desk. Okay. Uh, so, 
We, of course, have the title of the episode, mm-hmm. A Fish Called Selma, is a reference to A Fish Called Wanda. I love that film. Great film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Muppets. Yep. Heard of them? Uh, uh, who, uh, who, who does So who does Dan Kermit? does Miss Piggy. Yeah. And Hank does Kermit. It's a great Kermit. It is yeah. very good. Both of them, I was yeah. like, did they get from Gazan? Yeah. Steve, Whit- Steve Whitmire, I guess, at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, they're v- very good at uh, mimicking those voices. Yeah, they're great. Uh, for those that aren't aware, because Homer isn't aware, yeah. it's not quite a mop, not quite a puppet. Sure. But <laughs> Muppet. <laughs> so funny. But Muppet is actually a portmanteau of marionette and puppet. Yeah. I feel like that's oftentimes people don't realize that's why they're called Muppets. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to call them puppets, but different. It's like, no, it's marionette and puppet, portmanteau. Uh, I've also heard some people think it's monster and puppet, and no, it's marionette. But mm. Grover's a monster, and he's at the end of There's the lots book. lots of monsters. He's on Fifth Street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the slogan for Visa, everywhere you want to be. That's what uh, he says about Jub Jub. Oh, yeah. I love Jub Jub. He's everywhere you want to be. <laughs> Uh, of course, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Um, also, the <laughs> Dr. Zaya song is a parody of Rock Me Amadeus yep. by the band Falco. Yeah. <laughs> which is not a great song. It's a bad song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that Homer, when Homer's at the wedding and he doesn't want to speak <laughs> up. Hey! Most people know that from hockey games. It's called Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. I had no idea that it was a song. <laughs> it sure is. Apparently, Gary Glitter is a horrible human. So, oh, okay. So, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, we're not, we're not playing this song at uh, hockey games anymore. No, we're still playing it. Okay. Oh, anyway, boy. Uh, Rob Lowe and Hugh Grant are referenced specifically by those MacArthur sick Parker. Sick freaks. Those sick freaks. Uh, I believe this is around the time both of them had trouble with the law. Yeah. Hugh Grant and his famous uh, prostitute arrest, mm-hmm. and I, I can't remember what Rob Lowe had, but I'm sure That's there was bad. Some, yeah. Mm. You should check it out. No, I don't want to. Okay. Uh, I'm going to SeaWorld is a parody of I'm going to Disneyland, yeah. which was like a popular commercial for Disneyland for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you going to do now that you've won the Super Bowl? I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah. Really? As I'm a travel agent, I've heard nothing <laughs> but bad things. Uh, Selma dresses like Marilyn Monroe. Uh, when is that? Like, I thought it was a. I thought it was either a Jackie Bouvier or a Marilyn Monroe. Jackie Bouvier. Like uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline Bouvier Onassis, right? like Jackie Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. Is Bou- isn't Bouvier, Bouvier's Marge's name. Yeah, but that's her, that's Jackie, that's Jacqueline Kennedy's maiden name. I thought it was Onassis. No, that was when she married, remarried. She has too many names. Um, <laughs> I can't keep track of them. Her original. So her, her original name was her, Jacqueline Bouvier. Is yeah. that why they called Jacqueline Bouvier yes. in The Simpsons? That? Yes, that's exactly right. why. I had no idea. We've well, done you. this for four years. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never known <laughs> that the last name of Marge Simpson was a reference to fucking some politician's wife. Anyway. Some politician. <laughs> JFK. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, how long did he last in office? That was a thud. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so was his head. Um, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to the surviving family oh of the Kennedys. Oh, 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 my God. Come on. We can yeah. laugh about it. Ah, it's fun. <laughs> Clone High can do it. I can do it. That's true. Uh, where Nothing was I? Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys. <laughs> But yeah, the the red scarf and the and all that yep. uh, is uh, reference to Marilyn Monroe and the beauty mark. 
Correct. Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Uh, he says Mr. Troy's Wild Ride. <laughs> That's a ride at Disneyland. Yeah, it sure is. Didn't know. And then uh, Smellin' of Troy <laughs> is what he wants to name his clone. Yeah. Of course, Helen of Troy. Helen of Troy. Is a yeah. lady from Greek time. <laughs> Played by Pedro Diane Kruger in Troy. the film. <laughs> Troy. The best film. <laughs> Uh, also, I didn't mention it because it's way too much, but uh, every single uh, guest star that has been on the show so far shows up so. in the background of that restaurant scene where she's like, oh, your your face has to be up here somewhere. Oh, cool. So yeah. it's all either celebrities in universe like McBain yeah. or it's uh, celebrities who have guested on the show already. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, I yeah. like how they have him as the cat door. Yes. Because he's not really a guest star. You know, yeah, and he's disgraced. Yeah, he's <laughs> Phil Hartman's not not exactly a guest star. You know, um, we do have to talk about in the guest house along with yes, Troy McClure. I mean, Phil Hartman uh, is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, mm-hmm. he plays MacArthur Parker. Yeah, MacArthur Sur- Parker, the agent. Surprisingly, MacArthur Parker, my agent. <laughs> surprisingly normal. Yes. Right. Well, do you know that this episode originally ran uh, way too long, and they had to have Jeff Goldblum re-record all his lines quicker. Uh, really? Yes, because the uh, apparently the way both Selma and Troy speak is very slow. Okay. In general, so like the you know once they recorded everything, they're like, "This is going way too long. We need to cut some scenes." Troy's bachelor party apparently is a scene that was cut. Oh bummer. Which you know I'm interested. I don't know if it's on the deleted scenes of the DVD. If you know, maybe we'll talk about it later. But I imagine them at most bars at the end of the night. That's yeah. I'm yeah. I'm guessing that's probably you know that cut. Directly to them already wasted. Yeah, <laughs> probably the end of it. Yeah. yeah, it's the only. It's only like, it's it's what they needed for the story. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Jeff Goldblum had to re-record all his lines quicker because apparently uh, he. I mean, Jeff Goldblum also kind of talks slow, so they're like, hey, "Can you just talk about quicker all, on all of these?" And so, if you let him go full Goldblum, he'll he make will. a meal out of everything. He uh, he'll uh, uh, you know, uh, talk longer. Yeah, he will, and uh, now you're 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 you're. You're selling it. You're going. You're going. You're, you're going to sell it. You're packaging. And you're selling it. <laughs> that see that 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 that's chaos. <laughs> A great it's actor. Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, I got it. Don't worry, <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> uh, he is a great actor. He's he one of my faves. Did you see them uh, have him read the steamed hams? Yes. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. It's all right. <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. I like the original better. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Uh, I don't like any of them as much as the actual. It's just one. funny because they like gave him the script, and clearly he had never seen it before. Because yeah. he's just like he's kind of laughing with it while he's reading it. He's like, uh, they're obviously grilled, or you know. <laughs> yeah, I I I think I just find him so naturally funny. <laughs> yeah, of so, course. Yeah, so I enjoyed it. Um, uh, 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 <laughs> moving on. What's our favorite joke? Well, you know. I want to say stop the planet of the apes. I want to get off that whole sequence, but I feel like that's just like obviously mm-hmm. that's 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 the one. Yeah, um, only a fool would pick that one. <laughs> uh, just so change my answer. So I, I would probably like say like if 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 I'm not picking that one, then I I think. The uh, movie for rained out ball game. Oh, that was mine. Oh man, right at the beginning. Yeah, is so funny. It just 
kicks yeah. off the episode and it's Muppets go medieval. Yeah, in a in really great fashion. So I this was that. around the time uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island were out. Yep. So like that's you know obviously a parody of that kind of idea. Definitely. And I remember seeing this and being like, oh, there's a Muppets medieval movie. <laughs> No, because I loved Christmas Carol and Treasure yeah. Island so yeah. much that I was like, I was like, what's the next one? And yeah. then when I saw this, I'm like, ooh, that's the next one. Mom, let's go to the video store and rent it. And one of like, the great doesn't exist. One of the great tragedies is that they never made a a third one. Yeah, In well, that. they they kind of did. Which one? Wizard of Oz. Oh, it was oh. made for TV. Oh, so it kind of doesn't count, but yeah. it was a full length movie where you know Kermit was a scarecrow and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. It's probably cheap too. Probably. What was your favorite joke? Uh, I mean, it's Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Uh, what what part specifically? I mean, it's it's a hundred percent the. <laughs> there's, I mean, all of it. But if I if I had to pick a moment that I that like really stands out, yeah, uh, <laughs> the breakdancing monkey. <laughs> I really like that little touch because it's just like so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And uh, yeah, and also just Doctor Zayas and I, I like the the bowing to Doctor Zayas as yeah. well. Like that little segment, I really because he's just standing like normal. He's you like putting, the choreography. I, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, choreography in Hamilton, excellent. I bet. Um, <laughs> but also, I just want to mention real quick the the one that got me the biggest laugh because I don't didn't remember it as much was. Um, the two like uh, newscaster people or whatever. Oh yeah, they were super funny. Yeah, and it, where it's like, oh, I guess you're wrong when you called him a deviant, eh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> she like her eyes widen, like, and he's just like, ah. Anyway, <laughs> it just reminds me of like if, if you're ever bored, go on YouTube, look up like news bloopers. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. so funny. Like there's <laughs> like news goes wrong so often. Oh yeah, and the way that they're not trained professionals, they're not, they're not good at improv, and so like the way they handle it is so funny. <laughs> it's like that where it's just like ah, anyway, all right, well, is that it? Is that like you know like they're, they're just like kind of like silence, and then like they try to like be make it funny, but it doesn't work. It's oh, it's great. I love it. One of my one of my simple joys in life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, totally the baseball one, like uh, the baseball cart, like rainbow ball game, rainy ball game. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, and the Muppets parody is great. Yeah, that, okay, that's I love that shit. That was great. I want that swine, you swine. <laughs> I, I want to make a like a, a special mention to the uh, is this a sham marriage? <laughs> sure, baby. Is that a problemo? I think that's so funny. <laughs> I I I love how he's just like that, and also shout out to the. Uh, contrabulous fabtraption of Professor Horatio Huffman. That's a very good mm-hmm. uh, visual. Everything is great. Yeah. Uh, it's super funny. And oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I didn't really want to put it in the reference desk, but just the, the idea of the the fish fetish is like the urban legend about Richard Gere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm is, sure everyone knows about that. Yeah, it's, it's the silliest thing the that existed thing. in the 90s because, again, the internet didn't didn't exist, so no one could like fact check it or anything, yeah. so it just spread. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, people. And then South Park did an episode about it. Mm. Then it's all. It's done. Yep. And then it's done. And then it's done. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the inspiration. Wasn't that. It, it, it was kind of that specifically, but also not just the idea of like celebrities and, you know, yeah. secret, uh, sordid, uh, romantic. <laughs> What does he call it again? Uh, romantic oh, abnormality. abnormality. <laughs> <laughs> it must be hidden. 
By all costs. You see, <laughs> he's about Stop. to explain it. Yeah. Uh, this oh, is great. Boy. This is great. Uh, so we're going to uh, start wrapping up here, but uh, Ryan, would you uh, care to plug your project you're working on? Yes, I am the host of a new Boathouse Studios podcast. Oh, who's your producer? I bet he's a great guy. He's in the room right now. Oh, oh is it me? It's one of two I people. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it, it me. Promise not to tell. <laughs> it's Greg Wilson. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a really, really fun podcast. Um, who do, We just had a really cool uh, group on. Yeah, Future Womb. Yeah. Yeah. They're our next. Uh, they're 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 our next episode. Episode two, yeah. which should be premiering uh, by the end of this month. Yeah, I just need to you know do some editing. Sounds so, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, it's a really great podcast. Uh, uh, I invite an artist on, Calgary musician or musician coming through. They suggest an album that they love. We both listen to it. They cover a song. They do an original. I interview them. We talk about the album. Do you want to tell what the album you're doing? I think it should be a surprise because okay. it's so great. And it led to a really hilarious conversation in the yeah. back half of the podcast. Is it Weird Al's Dare to be Stupid? No. No. Uh, but that's, a, that's the that, one I would pick. That's a fun one. <laughs> well, you, Alan, you'd have to cover a song from it if you came on. Oh, I will. I have an accordion right under my feet, actually. Ooh. You want to audition? <laughs> well, no. My cover would not be accordion-based. That's what Weird Al does. Ah, fair enough. I can do my own twist on yeah, it. Yeah, have to do your own thing. That's right. You're it's all mouth sound. You don't talk back to me. <laughs> uh, hey, this is my podcast. <laughs> but I have one to hear. You're, you're on this one right now. <laughs> when I'm on your podcast, you can order me around. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming on again. Always a pleasure. Uh, in your first canonical appearance in four years. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed this episode. Oh, yeah, I loved it. It was really fun. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's our next episode, Alan? Well, you kids going to buy some wigs or ain't you? I'm going to meet up with Langdon Alger. That's the one. Yeah. I have Bart no on the idea road. what this means. <laughs> Bart on the road. It's the next episode. Yeah, that's Bart right. goes on a road trip and... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he drives. Yeah, he does. Fine, it's great. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you can of course always uh, find us on uh, Facebook at uh, uh, Two Bad Neighbors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can that's, find us on that's Insta- the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod, mm-hmm. and you can email us at the Hammock District on Third at Gmail dot com. Numerical three, and uh, please subscribe to our Patreon. We will have more bonus episodes coming, more content coming uh, that will be fun. And you will enjoy it, and we will enjoy your money. (laughs) (laughs) Help us keep the lights on here. That's right. Um, It's win-win, see? (laughs) (laughs) It's not expensive, is what we're trying to say, and we really appreciate all of our subscribers. Um, So, uh, yeah, that is about it. We will see you next time for Bart on the Road. On the Road. The Fury Road. No. Uh I wish. Keep watching the skis.